Thank you for joining us at the Center for Spiritual Living Seattle. We hope you enjoy this podcast. And for further information about our center, or if you wish to make a donation, please visit us at spiritualliving.org. Welcome, everybody, to Center for Spiritual Living Seattle's Sunday evening experience. Uh, We are here this evening to explore one of our New Thought Master Teachers, which is John Randolph Price. Uh, And we are studying the Abundance Book by John Randolph Price. This is week one with your guest speaker, Reverend Karen Cleveland. Tracing the the history, the principle of self-sufficiency. So I just want to talk a little bit about how we got to where we are as far as an abundance consciousness or a prosperity consciousness, because uh, it's not a new concept for to have a consciousness of prosperity. But um, over the ages, over the years, it's kind of got lost. And I'm going to tell you why, what happened to it. So as John Randolph Price says, self-sufficiency is, um, it's the building block of all philosophies and religious uh, religious systems and was until the second century. So in the ancient times, you know, to understand oneself was to really know, know God, understand God. And so back during that time, pre-second century, this, you know, common era, um, there was a lot of Gnostic um, Gospels, not the Gnostics, uh, Gnosticism, which is the G-N-O-S-T. Did I write that down? No, actually, you can go on to the next slide. Sorry about that. Anyway, so, and there were mystery schools, and they were in Asia and India, Greece. They were all over the place. One thing about the mystery schools is they weren't so much a mystery because it was a little bit more commonplace than it is now. It wasn't um, like an unusual thing. It was, it was some extended learning, um, additional learning, but it wasn't kind of like as uncommon as it is now. And back in those times, you know, certainly they had problems, but the consciousness was a little bit different. Money was, wasn't necessarily, um, the, the normal form of energy that they exchanged for things. It was, simply a token of appreciation. And instead they used whatever else they could find to, um, you know, kind of like a barter system. And of course, this is all coming straight from the book. So I don't know if anyone's read the book, has the book yet, Um, but this is John Randolph Price's interpretation of the history of how we got to where we are. So I just wanted to make sure I point that out. So instead of using though money, they would give whatever they got. So they traded things a lot. They, um, they, they gave money as, as tokens of love. One of the constants, though, at that time was a con- that, that if you had a consciousness of harmlessness, then that freed you, that freed the individual from the bonds of restriction of human thought. So you were more expansive in your thought if you, if you knew harmlessness. And I, I, um, I just realized I didn't introduce myself. <laughs> 
for those that don't know me, I'm Reverend Karen Cleveland. I'm really sorry about that. It, I guess it's been that kind of night. Anyhow, so the Gnostic Gospels emphasized oneness of God. Um, and then we can, um, and then, and the Gospel of Thomas, if you've been around, you've heard Kathy Ann talk a lot about some of the other Gnostic Gospels, but the Gospel of Thomas really made it clear that when you know your true identity, you will realize that you are one with the loving father. So when you really go inside and know who you are, then you know your connection, you know the oneness. And we can go to the next slide. So then though, so people knew this kind of stuff. Yeah, there were problems, but they were, um, you know, not everyone was rich and wealthy and felt prosperous or abundant, but, um, but they had a different consciousness than we do now. So, but this all ended, of course. So at the Bishop of Lyons, um, Irenaeus, I don't know his name for sure, how it's pronounced, Irenaeus, Irenaeus. Um, so he believed that, uh, that a spiritual consciousness and, a, and a, uh, a personal union with God. So if you had a, a like your personal union with God or your own spiritual consciousness would undermine the authority of the priests. And so he started banning the Gnostic um, preaching gospels, that kind of thing. And then not too long after him, um, Theodosius, the emperor of Greece at one point, made Christi Christianity the official religion and he assumed control kind of over people's minds from then on out. So that's when the dark ages started. So between the two of them, they, even though they weren't at the same time, they were over a hundred years apart, but they were really critical and, um, and powerful in trying to get, to stop the teaching that you could have a one-on-one -on -one connection with your God, that you had to go through the priests. Okay, so that, and that it was all about power and greed, right? So, um, so like I said, that's when the dark ages start, started. Theo, the, Theodosius really um, kind of plunged the, the world at that time into um, not thinking for themselves. And so there was, there was very little prosperity consciousness at that time. The keys to spiritual enlightenment were only held by the church leaders. <clears throat> so you really had to go through a priest or some other spiritual leader to be able to, to get that information, to um, connect with your God. And this lasted for a long time. This lasted till roughly the 1500s, 15th century. And that's when the um, principles of oneness began to reemerge. And I'm probably not going to pronounce this right, um, but the Rosicrucians <laughs> uh, began to counteract the religious intolerance that was going on. So thank God for them. So they started um, talking about personal oneness with God, you know, the personal connection. They released a manifesto in early 1600s that um, followed the original Egyptian and Christian Gnostics at the time. So then, you know, so that was in 
I think 1600s and the Freemasons came along. They had a lot of this type of consciousness as well. And then just kind of moving along, it started getting a little bit of a hold, not too much, but in the 1800s, we began moving into the age of enlightenment. So the transcendental movement with Ralph, um, Ralph Waldo Emerson and then the metaphysical teachers began to come out, Thomas Quimby or Phineas Quimby and um, a lot of others, you know, right up until we get to Mary Baker Eddy and the Fillmores and Holmes and Ernest Holmes, our, our leader, of course. So, so it started coming out again. So there was this big period, you know, several, several, several decades of um, no prosperity consciousness. And then these people started looking back at the original texts to see what was going on. And if you look back at the original texts, even in the Bible, they couldn't totally like uh, get it out of the Bible. He, they, even when they tried to stop people from learning some of that stuff, there were still messages in the Bible. They couldn't just obliterate all of it. But, um, but they, you know, they tried. So it is, um, so it's kind of up to us to help, help make the thoughts of lack and limitation be eradicated from the human race mind, right? So race consciousness, we want to get rid of this. So the truth and the law. So here we are today. Um, if you've been in, you know, if you've come to CSL before or been in these teachings for a while, you know that we like to teach prosperity and abundant consciousness and expansive consciousness. And the truth in the law is what uh, the author has put in as um, the laws. So I just want to read these real fast because these are the four things. So <clears throat> your outer world your outer world of form and experience is a reflection of your inner world of thoughts and feelings. As below, as above, so below, as within, so without. Okay, so what's happening on the outside is happening on the inside. The greater your awareness of the presence of God within you, the more that presence fills your consciousness. All right. So the, the more that you're aware of it, the more that the presence fills your consciousness. All right, next slide, please. The, the deeper your understanding of spirit as the source, substance, and activity of your supply, the more permanently that truth will be etched in your consciousness. Okay, so the deeper your understanding of spirit as the source, substance, and activity of your supply, the more permanently that truth will be etched in your consciousness. That is the law. And then um, it is your spiritual, spiritual consciousness. It is your spiritual consciousness, your knowledge of the presence of God within you as total and complete fulfillment that interprets itself in every experience of your world or every form of experience in the world. Okay, so 
your knowledge of the presence of God within you as total, complete fulfillment. That informs your experience in the world. And that is the law. So those are the laws. That's how he feels. Now, um, so that is a brief history, a brief explanation of the history of how we got here. And, and I want to, if for those of you that join every week, and I know some of you do, and I, I highly encourage you joining next week, because I just want to take one second to talk about what's coming and to prepare for it. So uh, in this book, he, he, um, he lays out a 40 days to con to, um, it's not 40 days for consciousness. It's a 40 days to prosperity or abundance. And um, he lays out a whole plan and it takes 40 days. So he, it takes 40 days for consciousness to realize a truth. And that's why there's a lot of 40 day learning periods in the Bible, because um, it takes that long for us to fully realize, to get it in our consciousness and be it. So the um, what I would like to encourage you to do is that he, he lays out this plan and you're gonna talk about it next week. And I think you should prepare yourself to do something every day for 40 days starting next week, because you'll want to do it. <laughs> so I'm just gonna throw that out there right now. Uh, it's easy to do, um, it'll change your life. And so you you don't have to hear it next Sunday and go, oh, I should do that, but I'm not really quite mentally ready. Get yourself mentally ready to start doing that next Sunday. All right, so that's it for the slides right now. Um, I kind of ran through that since we were running kind of late, so it's perfect, but let's do some questions and answers. So we can turn off the slides for a moment and turn off the recording. And 